Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 271 and it is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, indeed. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, we have uh, a comic book author, artist, podcaster. He is the owner of Visually Stoked Media. Party people, please welcome into the Codex Prime Nerdverse, Mr. Javon Stokes. Welcome, sir. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Of course. I'm over here sharing the episode. I just sent you the link so you can post it on your end. Oh, yeah. I got, I'm, I'm posting while I'm talking to you. I can multitask. Better than I can, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Do this enough. You got to get a... You, you, you work through it. You work through it. Which is true. Which is true. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, you know, we're, you know, as uh, as Carl is uh, sharing the episode, you know, we're just, uh, you know, you know, just, uh, you know, just shooting the breeze as we as we do talk about all things, you know, you know, nerd culture, you know, or mainstream culture, sure. if, you, if you will, you know, to be a comics, be it, uh, you know, movies, video games, maybe a bit, bit of wrestling, everything, every, everything in between. Um, we'll we'll definitely get into you know some of your work, what you've been up to. And um, yeah, we'll we'll just take it from there. We'll see where the conversation takes us. Um, down, I'm down. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and before we get into uh, the proceedings proper, uh, we just want to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, they're they're a local Vermont-based uh, business where they have all sorts of unique and delicious uh, flavors of hot sauce, such as an Erotic Fever, uh, Badass Jew, and they also have a uh, 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 maple syrup flavored hot sauce too, which goes well with any breakfast sandwich. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're interested, uh, do go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code Codex. That's C-O-D-E-X, and you'll get 15% off of your order. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. The promo code is Codex. They were at Rhode Island Comic Con, by the way. Yes, they were. Not too far from where you was at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, trust me, I highly recommend that you get some. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna try it next time. I'm actually trying to put my plans together on where I'm going for Comic Con next year, but I'm definitely gonna do Rhode Island again. I, uh, I we'll be right then. It we'll be right then and there. All right. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and as you're posting, uh, Carl, uh, we do have a few comments here. Um, I just want to make sure that our sound is loud and clear, because, you know, Zoom's a little, you know, shaky at times. But, yeah, we got some comments. What's going on, Afton? Okay, awesome. So it looks like we are loud and clear. Um, usually, if we have technical issues, our our listeners will tell us uh, in, in the Facebook live chat. But uh, we're, we're smooth sailing from here. Yeah, we are. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thank you for... I've been there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you once again, uh, Javon, for uh, joining us uh, uh, this evening. Um, yeah, can you tell us a bit about you know what's uh, what you've been up to and how's life been in your world? Uh, life is busy. Uh, what I've been up to, um, for those that don't know, I am the creator, artist, writer for uh, an independent comic book called Heat. I'm I'm, a, I'm just do my plug right here if you haven't seen it. Um, so I, I, I finished the first issue last year, 
Um, and I've been working on the second issue right now. Uh, I do all the work on it, so it, it kind of goes as fast as my hand can draw uh, and my computer can help me color. Uh, so between that, um, I started a, well, I, in a group of guys, a couple of guys, um, a couple of artists, um, Danny Quick and shout out to Danny Quick, shout out to Morgan Iverson. We started a podcast called Top 5 Live Nation, which is a podcast where, you know, which actually is going on right now. So <laughs> I'm missing it, but that's okay. Uh, uh, where we all pick a topic and then we come up with our top five list and then we basically debate it slash argue about it <laughs> and it gets it gets fun you know we have a nice rapport uh that comes with the show so you know we've been doing that uh and i just started a couple of weeks ago my own podcast stoke podcast where i interview different creative people um, things that i'm interested in that i want to learn about this is where the spot where I can just pick people's brains, you know, in front of everybody. Uh, but first and foremost is always heat. And I'm actually working on another book, which I haven't announced yet. And I just kind of decided, I think I'm going to do a Kickstarter for it, but I'm, I'm not quite, uh, I, I'll give you guys a scoop. The name of the book is called Strong. It's a female superhero uh that i wanted to half black half hispanic um i i actually finished the book last year i finished drawing it last year and i just haven't finished coloring it so the book is actually drawn and lettered it's just not colored okay so i've decided i'm probably going to try and kickstart it and then get it ready because you know comic-con seasons you know starting in mass but yeah, that's what I've been up to. So I, I stay busy. I'm looking forward to that one because um, I did buy a copy of uh, Heat and you did sign my copy. Thank you, Thank you very much. Appreciate and I enjoyed it. it. Good. Thank you. Like I was really, like, I was really drawn on, drawn into like the art style and the story. I mean, like, like what was your inspiration of um, for Heat? So he actually started out, and I've told this story like five different ways. Um, he started out as a, a college project when I was at SCAD. And it was originally like a little boy who wanted to be a superhero, and he kind of cobbled together his costume. He had like dishwashing gloves, his, you know, he had a sock around his mask, you know. Um, I actually have an image on my website. I posted it, you know, so that people can see. But I liked the name Heat. And I didn't like anything else. Like, everything else is cute, but I didn't like anything else. So then I went back to the drawing board. I redesigned it. And it came back with Heat. And then the impetus of the project was kind of a way to encapsulate my 20s because you know that's what heat is about it's about wanting to fit trying to figure out what you want to do and what you're good at and then finding a way to make a make a not a living but make a life doing it right 
And, you know, that's what he started as a guy who didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. And everyone's trying to tell him what to do, go to college, do this, do this, but he gets superpowers and this is what he wants to do. But, you know, he, he, he finds out that just because you want to do it doesn't mean that you're good at it. And then, you know, and that's kind of how I felt about my twenties at the time. You know, I was, I, I, I was an artist. I knew I was good at art. I just didn't know how to funnel it and focus it into something that can be monetized. Right. So that's kind of where it came from. Gotcha. So, um, I mean, I skipped a couple of, skipped a couple of um, questions. So, yeah, tell us about your, like, right. your humble beginnings, you know, how, you know, where you came from. I remember you seeing you were from Connecticut, I believe. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Hartford, Connecticut, born and raised, Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, I was, uh, my mom, Evelyn Diane Cook, is an artist or was an artist. Uh, she passed away a few years ago, but she was a very well-known, well-respected artist around Connecticut and even a little bit outside of it. Uh, and I've been following her footsteps for years now. She started a company doing art. And I was a part of her company doing art, doing like holiday cards with little kids. Like it was called Jam, Junior Art Makers. And it was like taking kids around the city with artistic talent and then getting them projects with like big companies like Travelers and Aetna and stuff like that and doing different projects. And I would, you know, I was part of that program and like I watched her and I was like, this is kind of what I want to do, but on a larger scale. And so, you know, that's how I kind of got to visually stoke, you know, I'm still building, but yeah, she was an artist. I, you know, I followed her. I, you know, made little comic book staple together comic books, you know, as a kid and, and I've been doing comics for a long time. Uh, I also went to Savannah college of art and design for 3d animation. Uh, I was in Atlanta. Actually, I was, went to SCAD in Savannah and I went to SCAD in Atlanta. So, but I did that. And once I came, once I kind of came back to Connecticut and realized that, you know, the, the market for animation is not great here, <laughs> not great at all. I said, you know what? And I was about to get married and I kind of said, you know, if I'm going to do this comic book thing, I got to do it now. Otherwise, you know, you'll fall into, you know, being a husband and a father and, you know, things fall by the wayside. So I said, you know, let me do it. And, you know, it, it's been a it's been an interesting journey. But honestly, I think it's been a successful journey. You know, if one person tells me they like my book, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to be that one, too. I'm sure there's many people <laughs> who have told you, but I am happy to be that one. I actually meant to bring it in. I had to make a stop and then just completely forgot. Uh, I, I'll keep I'll keep putting it up. I keep it close. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what well. You did kind of answer this, but who are some of your like influences as an artist? I mean, uh, you know, besides your mom, um, who are some other uh, influential artists? Uh, my big, is it a three? I was about to say three. Let me, let me, let me be careful. I, I'm, I'm a huge George Perez fan. Ooh. Huge George Perez fan. Anybody that knows me knows that I worship the ground that man walks on as an artist. Um, He's one of my favorite artists. I have so much of his art. I mean, uh, so much of his uh, work. Todd McFarlane yes. is my mentor in my head. Uh, <laughs> I've never met the man. 
never met the man, never spoken to him, but everything he's done, I'm kind of trying to do. You know, he's got Spawn, and he dedicated his life to Spawn, and I've got Heat. I'm trying to dedicate to that. Oh, let me think. Man, it's tough. Yeah, have uh, you... I mean, there's so many artists, because I take so much from so many different artists. Um, like, a lot of my stuff, I think I can find a little bit of Scott McDaniel, uh, from who did Nightwing. Okay. Uh, Howard Porter, who did Justice League. Uh, J, he did JLA. I love doing facial expressions, uh, and, and I look at Kevin McGuire. Oh, man, there's just so many people. I, I'm a student of the game, so I could I can name 20. <laughs> DC guy, I see, huh? <laughs> No, actually, I'm, I I love comics. Um, everybody, my friends will my friends will say, "Oh man, he's a Marvel guy," or "He's a DC guy." But the truth of the matter is, if you looked at my collection, it might be split down the middle. Yeah. I mean, if I showed you, you know, my I I've actually gotten out of buying individual books. I'm a big trade paperback guy. But if I showed you all my trades, I've got probably as many. Uh, Marvel trades as DC trades. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I I like the individual comics. Like I just uh, sometimes I would just I wouldn't even read a comic. I'll just buy it simply for the art, just for the cover. Well, yeah. for me, it's not that I don't like the individual books. It's I I don't. It's hard for me to 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 collect monthly. Right. Because I don't get to the comic book shop as often as I would do. And then, like, I forget, okay, what was I collecting? You know, and then I'll buy, like, like I've got four independent books. I've got Ace Blade. I've got Scarlet Ranger that I just uh, got. I've got Lumberjacks. I've got uh, Asanya. Am I pronouncing it right? I'm probably butchering it. But I've got, like, stacks of individual books. And a lot of them from Comic Cons, and they just haven't really like spent the time to sit down and read them because I'm drawing or I'm writing or you know I'm doing this or I'm playing with my son or you know what I mean. So the trades are just easier. I can take them with me on a on a trip and yeah. get a whole, get a full uh, storyline out of it. Yeah, I often compare it to to like TV, when you're buying single issues, they're week to week, month to month, whatever. so it's like watching appointment television where right. trades are basically Netflix. You can just binge a whole season in one book. <laughs> right. And so like like Static, like the new, I, the new Milestone books that just came out, I tried to start collecting them and I just fell behind. So like I reached a point where I was like, wait, it's on six or seven right. all right well i'll wait for the trade or you know nightwing the new run on nightwing um i love nightwing it's my one of my favorite characters and um i just i i loved it the individual book but like i would get like two books and then maybe i would not be able to get to the comic book show for like a couple months and then i'm behind or you know so it, it was easier when i was younger Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky. You know, I'm lucky enough to be able to make it to the comic book shop on a weekly basis. So that makes me that makes me happy. So, um, who are your who are some of your influences as a writer? Mark Wade is my favorite writer. 
Good one. Mark Wade, I buy almost everything that he has. Like once again, if you look at my collection, I've got I mean, I just finished buying the entire trade collection of his uh flash run. Uh I've have his entire run on Irredeemable. I have Kingdom Come. I've got I love his Captain America. Uh, I learned so much from reading his stuff on how to structure uh, books. Let's see. Um, Grant Morrison. Mm -hmm. I love Grant Morrison. Alan Moore. I like Alan Moore as well. Um, I like, I'm looking at my collection. That's why my eyes keep darting up. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember <laughs> who I'm looking because it's right in front of me. Oh, there you uh, go. You know who I like that's, well, not new, but who's, who's done newer work? I like Scott Snyder. His Batman run was really good. Um, and, and I and you know, between, you know, Dark Metals and all that, I, I love that. Man, Peter David. I love Peter David's stuff. His Young Justice, his Incredible Hulk, X Factor. I've got pretty much most of all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, 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 I cannot forget him brian vaughn oh of course oh, of i course. love brian vaughn stuff please tell I me love, I, I just started i got into ex machina last year <laughs> and i just finished collecting it that was that was an amazing story start to finish and i i was from i was there from the beginning for why the last man like i bought the first issue and i that was back when i was getting them so I would, you know, get them all. So, but yeah, those are my, and I'm, like I said, I can name, I can name like 15 more, but yeah. What's the name? Uh, Saga actually just started up again. I have the first trade of Saga and I enjoyed it, but m my mind works in a way. So like when I start a run on something of like, like I'm, I'm right now, I'm in the middle of getting Swamp Thing, Alan Moore is his run right. trades. So like, I'm like, let me finish that before I go here. And, you know, so I, I had a few different other runs that I had to finish, but I'm going to finish saga. I'm yeah. definitely going to finish. Yeah. First, yeah. The first nine ish, uh, volumes are out, and then you still got, and then uh 55 just came out last week. I know. I know. I, I, I I'm trust me. I, I like that one too. It's, <laughs> it, you know what it is? It's almost like, you know, when I got too much good TV out, it's so much good. There's so much good comic books out. It's just, yeah. You gotta like pick your, you gotta pick your spot. That is, yeah, that is true. That is true. You, it's really hard to like, um, yeah, just it's even hard just to pick one. Um, the the new uh, X Lives and Deaths of Wolverine has actually been picking up some traction. I've been enjoying that one, and then also. Um, Oh man, a lot of them just wrapped up too. So it's now that oh the Hulk with Donny Cates' Hulk run. What was that the Hickman X Men run? I have the 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 beginning of it. Like I have it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but I you know it's just too many other books. You know what I mean? Like it's just so huge. Yeah. That it's hard to get you know to keep up. Right. So, you know what I mean? So I actually started collecting the uh, the the X-Men book they have with Cyclops and Sunfire and Sink. 
Um, I was doing that with the individual floppies and once again got behind on that too. Yeah. But I love what they're doing with X Men. Um, yeah, and and what I want to what I want to start reading, and I'm waiting for them to put good trades out for it, is the oh, what is it? The Hulk run. The Donny Cates one that just came out. No, no, the one before that. Oh, the Immortal the, Hulk. The Immortal Hulk. Yes, yes. Um, I, I want to start that. Yeah, some of them, there's some of the trades are out. Cause I I'm just, waiting for them to do thick ones. Oh, you want the omnibus? <laughs> well, it's not omnibus. They like they've started doing them now. Like they just did it with the mighty, the mighty Thor, yeah. with Jason Aaron's the mighty Thor run. Right. Where it's like, you get like sixteen books in one. They're not omnibuses, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot out. <laughs> yeah, the, the thick tree. He just he just started a new. Jason Aaron just started a new one too that I've been reading as well. Yeah, it really is a lot. <laughs> yeah, there it is, man. It, there's so much talent out there, and you know, it's it's you want to read everything, but it I, I I'm one of those guys where like uh, I I usually read before I go to bed. So if I'm gonna read, that's when I read. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise I'm working. Yeah. So, it, you know, if I'm not tra- – I read when I travel and when I am in bed. That's it. Right. Um, have you ever thought about writing or drawing for the big two, Marvel or DC? Uh, I had a brief dalliance with them a few couple years ago. Uh, I, they were at Terrificon in Connecticut. Uh, a CC – I can't pronounce his last name. CC Sabolski? Sabolski, yeah. yeah. He was there and my, the, I was, you know, selling my book and, you know, the guys that I were with, they were pushing me to go have my uh, portfolio uh, uh, viewed by him. Right. And I, I, I did it and he looked through and he was like, you know, this is really good. He gave me his card and he said, listen, you know, email me. And, you know, let me and we'll talk. And so I emailed him and he put me in touch with someone else and they asked for samples. And then I send them samples and they were like, oh, you're not quite ready. And that was kind of the extent of it. Uh, I was supposed to try again, which I will. But I find myself really um, focused on heat. You know, like it's just it's. I've kind of made the decision that I'm, you know, I could keep chasing them or I can just make enough noise that they come to me. Even better, even better. You know, that's the easy, to me, I kind of prefer it that way. Um, Nothing against like, you know, people that are out there, you know, submitting, you know, please keep submitting, you know, don't ever stop your grind. But I, you know, there's joy in, in what I'm doing. And I want to keep my joy. So, yes. Has there has you um have you have have you actually been endorsed by any other writers or artists in your uh, Comic Con travels? What do you mean endorsed? Well, you know, like endorsed. You know, like say, hey, you know, Rob Layfield saw your work and you know he put it out there, or anybody, any other artist that just um um here and there, uh, nothing major. Um, I've had, you know, a few instances of people, you know, different artists 
who, who said, you know, bought my book or, or, you know, said it online, they liked it, but yeah. nothing like, you know, nobody's raising my hand. Like this guy is the next big thing. Like, right. no one's done that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who are some indie artists or right. Or like, what are some indie, um, comics that are your, that you're following right now that you would, that you would recommend? Well, I'm always going to recommend my boys, my fellow uh, top five guy, live guy. Danny Quick has Ace Blade. Morgan Iverson has Lumberjacks. Uh, what's his uh, man? Here, I'm, I'm going to pull it from here. Uh, Greg Anderson. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's got his Nanya. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. But, you know, those are my guys. Um, Scarlet Ranger it's by Ro Lamb. Uh trying to think of some other people i know i'm missing travis holyfield got a shout out travis and his street clothes book gotta gotta give him credit for that um jesus there's so many guys and i feel bad because i'm i know i'm missing some some people and they're they're gonna be mad brian lambert great writer I, you, you put me on the spot there. I would recommend. I would recommend. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I would recommend uh, Alchemist by um, T.J. Sterling. You know, I think I, I think we're Facebook friends. We might be Facebook friends. Yeah, T.J. Shout, oh, shout out to T.J. T.J.'s a good stuff. dude. And um, we had uh, Raymond Leonard on the show some time ago, like about a year or two ago. Yeah, like over two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Raymond Leonard with uh, Agent Solo. He's out in Chicago. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to check them out. I'm going to check them out. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a good one. Uh, Okamis is, like, very explosive. That was a, that's a good okay. one. Okay. All right, that's... I'm going to have to look into that. Once okay. again, I'm. if anything, I'd buy the book, and <laughs> it's just going to sit right there. Nice. All this stuff just sits there and waiting for me to read. One of these days, I'm going to take a break. And I'm gonna read them. <laughs> I gotcha. How did that, so? How did um the top five podcast come about? I believe uh, Morgan. I met Morgan through Facebook, and he was doing a live. He was he was live, and he was kind of talking about Black Panther and whether or not they should recast, and. I was like commenting and disagreeing with him and he pulled me in. He, he, he had me come on the live and we went, we were going at it. Not like our, you know, we were arguing, but yeah, you know, it was friendly. Debating. Right. We're having a nice debate. And then he reached out to me later and said, we get, we got to do something because that was a good vibe. And so we kind of went back and forth on ideas and then he brought in his boy, Danny and then we did our first show and it was like, you know, things, you know, things just click, you right. know, and, and we're 30 plus episodes in okay. to the podcast now. Okay. So we've been doing it every Tuesday at 8 p.m. It's pretty but you know, I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going on right now. So. Oh, man. So now we got, now I kind of feel bad that we got, you know what? No, it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Let me see. Let me try to get, let, let, let's at least. Let's have a little bit of fun you here. Can, you can watch every episode of the podcast either 
you can go to Fourth Wall Studios on YouTube, or you go to visuallystoked.com slash podcast, and I have every episode up. That's right. That's what's up, yo. You give us give us all the cheap plugs. Let's have, let's oh, have man, a. It's what you got to do. Exactly. Let, let's have a little fun here. Let's all come up with a top five. Okay. Let me see. Whew. Top five comic artists. All time, or current, or you gotta, all time. You gotta, you gotta... All time. Okay. Number five. Damn, this is hard. I'm going to go. So I'm going to look at it this way. I'm going to look at guys that kind of change the game. Okay. Uh, number five. Todd. Todd McFarlane. Five. Number four. Neil Adams. Okay, I'm not knocking you there. (laughs) Number three, Will Eisner. Number two, Jack Kirby. And number one, George Perez. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not a bad list at all. I would have to say for five. That's tough. That is a... (laughs) For five for me, and this could change like like at any day except for like my top two. So number five for me, and no disrespect to the man, I do have an uh signed and graded by him Infinity Gauntlet number one, George Perez. Oh, five man. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got five. Um four. I gotta give it to Layfield. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Captain America with titties. I get it. But I, I just loved like his cross hatching uh, shading style. I've always been a fan of that. So, um, uh, number three. No disrespect to Layfield either. Yeah. Go ahead. Three. Alex Ross. That's a good one. I forgot about Alex. I, I probably could have switched out Alex and Todd, but yeah. Todd was kind of a Todd. There are a lot of people who are children of Todd's work, right? Right. right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, it's no, no. It's, it's all good. Two, Jim Lee. Okay. And number one is Todd. So you're you you okay. So you so I'm more of a I was looking at it more from a historical point of view. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, if you want I had like to... my favorite if you want to talk about my favorite artist, yeah. it would be like no particular order, because my brain would can't. hurt putting me in the <laughs> You can't. It would be uh George Todd, Alex Ross. Scott McDaniel is one of my favorite artists. And you know who's one of my favorite artists? And I tend to follow him. Ron Garney. 
Ron Garney is an artist that I follow um, from, um, I've been following since he did Captain America. Not bad. Not bad. What you got, Vic? Uh, yeah, for my top five, uh, it's, in, it's in no particular order. Um, so I would, I would say, you know, for my top five, it would be Jim Lee. Um, Mike Mignola, uh, Hellboy. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, Fiona Staples. Uh, let's see. Um, Dave Gibbons. Uh, That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Alex Ross. I'm not so you, guys are, you guys are I'm... big Alex Ross fans. Oh, I... oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I, like, my favorite work of Alex Ross's is Marvel's. Um, that's... For me, that's 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 one of my all-time favorite uh, comic book uh, stories, and I know Kurt Bo- Kurt I believe wrote wrote it, but um, but yeah, like Marvel's just like the artwork in that particular story was, which is something that really st- stands out to me. Yeah, and really really adds to like that whole storytelling throughout the decades, um, which was which was pretty nice because Alex Ross has that like that painterly classics classic Yeah, style. that's what get that's what yeah. gets me about his his style. Like I don't know if you have the um the cover where he recreated Marvel Comics number 1 but in his yeah. style, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm, I bet. I I prefer Kingdom Come. Yeah, that was that's a good uh, one. Yeah. Because and and I'm and this I I hope this doesn't come out wrong because I don't I I I, I once again, I he's he's a hundred times better artist than I am, but like I his you could I can see the growth between Marvels and Kingdom Come, where it's like Kingdom Come is very like like it's very painterly, it's beautiful, but it, you can see it's the like it, it's so much more fluid in Kingdom Come. Hmm. You know, it doesn't look as like photo like this was a photo. The you know Kingdom Come looks better. You know, it looks a little more like he's still trying to find his his style right. in Marvels, whereas Kingdom Come is like full blown Alex Ross. Mm. Alex Ross, I'm not like I I love them both. I have them both. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, I'm sorry. I love them both. I still read them now. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. You got a top five for us, Vic? Yeah. Um, what would you say would be your top five uh, comic book movies? Ooh. Oh man, we did this. <sighs> oh man, we did this. So if I give, so so if my if if the guys watch this and I don't give exactly the same five I gave on the show, they're gonna give me so much crap for it. Okay, I'll do my favorite, my top five favorites. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna put them in any order. Because it's gonna make my head hurt. <laughs> um, I I will forever love Superman the movie for what it is, even though the ending is terrible. But it it for what it you know for the time it was. Um, I'm gonna cheat. Endgame and Infinity War, put them together. That's, that's basically that that I get goosebumps every time I watch it. Still. Man, that's, 
this is hard. Uh, Civil War. I love Captain America Civil War. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I have a love for. Damn, this is really hard. I really like Blade too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how what number I'm on now. I think I got one more. Yep. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Dang, you guys stumped me. It's what we do. <laughs> I know, I know. You put me on the spot. I would probably go with. You know, I'll go super nostalgia. Batman. Michael Keaton. First mm-hmm. one. Even though Batman's murdering everybody around, mm-hmm. I that that the little kid in me remembers how I felt watching it. So first movie I watched at the theater. <laughs> really? Yeah. You just made me feel really old, right? <laughs> feel really old. I don't remember the first movie I've seen in the theater, but yeah, yeah but you know. I vaguely remember, but I do remember, like, I vaguely remember seeing it in the theater. That kind of helps a bit. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, let me see. Uh, I'm going to go with Batman Returns. I love Batman Returns. Yeah. It is it is not good, but it is great. <laughs> it is a great movie. It doesn't make any sense. It is not good. When you think too hard about that movie, it's terrible. But when you're watching it and you're in the moment, you, I love it. And that's the thing. It doesn't make me think too hard. I never thought too hard of it. I'm always, like, in the moment of it. And see, now I got to right. – I'm afraid to watch it and think too hard, especially, like, now with this, you know, event, you know, that I'm older and I've read, like, so many comics. You know, I don't – I just watched it. I just watched it, like, a couple weeks ago. It still holds up. I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. I still finished it. still good. <laughs> Um, let me see. Batman Returns, the first Guardians, Civil War, The Dark Knight, and Endgame. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Nice. That's good. That's a good list. Okay. Oh, before I get into mine, uh, can we look at some of the comments? Um. John, okay, John Aponig, uh gave his list. Tim Sale, Alex Ross, Alex Maleev, Chris Bacalo, Chris and David Mack. Oh, for artists. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not a bad list. There's really no wrong answers. But it's like, yeah. Oh, there are some wrong answers, but I, mean, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be rude to the artists. To any artist and stuff. Oh, you you seen the look that Vic gave me when I said Red, when I said um, Rob Layfield. <laughs> you know, with with all due respect, Rob Liefeld was like an atom bomb to the comic book industry when it first came out. I re- I remember, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I was very much there when, you know, he was doing New Mutants. Right. And I remember it was selling out and he was he was the biggest thing since sliced bread. So, you know, people can talk trash about his style or whatever they want to say about Rob Liefeld. That man sold books. That man was revolutionary in being one of the image seven? Yeah. Six? Seven. Um, 
he deserves all his flowers. I say nothing bad about Rob Liefeld. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I told you I'm a, I'm a hist I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student of the game. So like I don't look. I feel like I look at things a little differently when it comes to uh, artists and books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, and I'm an artist too. Right. And I know how it feels to have somebody rip apart your art. So mm-hmm. I try to look for the good in every piece of art. Like I've seen people now on Twitter, you know, tearing apart like, old, you know, artists from the 90s stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, you guys have no idea how hard it is to make a comic book. No idea. Not you guys, but, right. you know, you know, people doing that, like, Making comic book is hard, and I'm saying somebody that does every single aspect of the book. Mm-hmm. It is an, an it isn't a huge process, and it is like really draining creatively. So anybody who steps up to do it gets my respect. Do you use a uh, digital, or do you strictly do digital, or you're still like old school with it, with you know pen and paper and inks and I'm still pen and paper when it comes to the book. I haven't graduated to digital. I do do digital uh, prints. I do I do digital prints. Um, But when it comes to comic, I just need to feel the paper and I need to feel the pencil, and I need to know that the pen is going exactly where I want it to go. Whereas it's not always the case digital. I'm sure at some point I'll, you know, try it. And I have. I just it just doesn't feel right to me. I get yeah, I get you. I've done I've done both. I also draw myself and I've done both. So there is a huge there is a huge difference. And even in yet yeah, as much as I'm trying to, you know, progress going digitally, I still like that that pen and paper feel just it still feels home to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. that's the that's a great way to put it. Right. So you got a top five for us? Top five. Okay. All right. Since you guys stumped me, wait, uh, wait, I, I get five. Wait, I need, I need to do my top five. Oh, the movies? No, you didn't. You're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, because I'm invisible. My uh, bad. Yeah, so uh, top five, um, top five comic book movies. Uh, I would go with um, The Dark Knight. Um, I think I think t- for me that's still the the gold standard in many ways. Um, Logan. Um, I think we will. Ne- it- it's great that we got that movie before Disney bought 20th Century Fox. We will never see a movie like Logan from from the Mouse House again. Um, let me see. Wonder Woman, 2017. Uh, uh, just seeing, a, just finally seeing Wonder Woman realized on the on the screen, on the big screen, like in that quality was great. By Patty Jenkins, um, Black okay. Panther. Yep. Uh, Black Panther. Um, just, just I think okay. like one of the more visually imaginative Marvel movies. Um, yeah. And fifth one. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about like what, what what my fifth one would be. Uh, 
Hmm. Oh, geez. I think I think for number five, um, I'll throw in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. You know, I have a, I have a very controversial perspective on uh, the Dark Knight. Ooh, let's hear it. I think it's a just a just a tiny bit overrated. Okay. It's a tiny bit overrated. My issue is the theme that the book is the, the book the theme that the 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 um the movie is trying to push they betray it and then act like they didn't betray it if it makes any sense like the whole point of the movie is batman does not kill no matter what batman does not kill and in the end batman kills and then they pretend like he didn't kill you mean when he with Two Face? Yeah, he knocked him off the bridge. Spoiler. Yeah, I mean, remember I'm, he knocked him off the bridge. I mean, I mean, it, it, when you when you when you play the tape back, it kind of looked like Harvey Dent lost his footing a little, you know. No, he knocks him. Off the bridge. <laughs> Are you making an excuse? <laughs> he knocks him right off the bridge. So what? that, so that, but but I mean, I enjoy the movie. I love mm-hmm. the movie. It's an amazing movie. Yeah. But I, I think when, you know, a lot of people like it, they, you know, they call it, like you said, they call it a gold standard. To me, the gold standard, like when, when I think about, like, giving me the feeling of watching a comic book, it's Civil War. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. Civil War... Like you, you got the heroes fighting each other, and then you got the heroes banding together. You've got all the aspects of great of of comics throughout the years, and so that to me is the in in all of the characters, none of them, none of them seem out of character. Hmm. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. you're not side eyeing them like really like. I don't think Captain America do that, or I don't think Iron Man would do that. You know, you're not like, you know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Hmm. Or, or Endgame. Endgame to me has the best third act of any comic book movie ever. Ever. It's literally the first, like, at one point I really said that we will never get that feeling, especially, you know, the portal never. scene. We will never, never get that. We Got it in No Way Home. We did get like, that feeling, like, but like the a, diff- like yeah. a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of it. I would say because that was the first time we got that. Like I think everybody who saw it within like the first weekend, movie theaters were loud. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you didn't care because you was cheering along with them. You was in that moment. They gave us a moment that I don't think like. I had goosebumps. Yes. I still get goosebumps I when I still watch that scene. I got I got goosebumps thinking about it right now. Like, yeah. could you moment, go back to that you know, place? All, oh my gosh! Like the the fact that they were able to pull it off is it really doesn't get enough credit. And I know it gets a lot of credit, but it doesn't get enough credit for being able to pull all these franchises together. And all the different types and, you know what I mean? Like, they just pulled it all together and it, and, and it worked. 
and people walk. Think about the last like comic book movie you watched where the third act you totally felt satisfied. And I feel like Endgame and in, in Infinity War really yeah. were were two of the ones whose the third act were un, third acts were undeniably satisfying. This one, I'm very passionate about comics, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> no, it's okay. Me, I am too. This one laughing at little kids because Peter Parker got snapped away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I, I had grown women in the theater crying when T'Challa, like, vanished in within dust. Like, full-on, like, mm-hmm. like, hysterically crying. And I was looking back, like, like, that's when I knew Marvel just got it. They yeah. just got it. Yeah, like in like when I saw Infinity War, there when you know when Peter Parker was snapped away, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Uh, there there was a little kid sitting next to his dad, and he was like, "I want to go home. I want to go home." <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, "See, kid, you're you're there, you're there, kid." Yeah. <laughs> you feel it with the. Or I remember else. the audible gasp when Tony got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like everybody in the theater thought, "Oh shoot, Tony about to die." I thought he was about to die. I thought that was it. Yeah. 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 Like they, they Marvel had us. They like, and it was everything was earned, you know, like everything. And and I think that's one of the problems that DC has is that nothing that they're trying to do is earned. They're trying to skip steps to get that feeling that we all got from 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 all the Avengers movies, really. They're trying to skip steps. Like, we want Justice League, and we want you to feel amazed that Justice League happened and all these guys came together. And then you're like, well, I don't know any of these guys. Like, I don't know who The Flash is. Like, I don't know who Aquaman is. I don't know his story. Like, I don't care because I don't have enough time to sit with it. I don't even, you know, we don't even really know who the Superman is. You know, we didn't know any of it. Right. Like, no, I get what you're saying, because it seems like, you know, with my, you know, with the way the MCU did it, like they released their individual movies. So we end up growing these relationships with these characters. Where is. You know, I'm actually comparing Justice League. Both of them, actually. To Eternals, where they just tried to you know, clam all these stories into one where we really don't really have an established yeah. relationship with with many of these characters. Like they introduced them they introduced the rest of the Justice League in an email attachment in Batman versus Superman. I don't want to get into it. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I will it made me so mad. Yeah. Yeah, I I will say like DC initially uh, they were working backwards, especially with with Zack Snyder, yeah. by trying to introduce the Justice League first and and going from there. Um, and but by, by I think I think when I think DC they they, they have course corrected to a to a to a degree as well. Um, I think I think they're not like with with DC films like post post Justice League that they've they've acknowledged they acknowledge a shared universe, but unlike Marvel, they're not trying to tie every last thing together. And I think that, and I think that that's working at DC's benefit. I think that's a good strength of DC, where you have these individual films post Justice League, like Aquaman and then Wonder Woman and uh, Shazam and and The Suicide Squad, where they're doing their own things. They all acknowledge a shared universe, but they're not trying to work towards like a big bad. Like they're all 
they're all just doing their own thing. And I think that that's what DC should have done in the first place, but... Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I, th- I think that they've course-corrected uh, 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 to, to a degree now, so... I think we need to give DC a, a little more a little more props yeah. than, than, than... I mean, otherwise. I give them a little bit of credit, but it's like... Man, you, if you hadn't spent so much time chasing Marvel, you'd have been all right. Right. Just do your thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't... It, you don't have to be like Marvel. You could have just did your own thing you know yeah you know do your own thing just like he do your own thing. <laughs> yeah i like the plug i like it love it i'm always gonna plug man i'm always gonna plug as you should he's my baby man he's my baby yeah as you should yeah you know like um yeah i mean I, and, and, and i and i do agree uh i i will say with um with with marvel like like it it, it helps that they have they have like one single um well well-known producer you know who who's keeping everything in line and consistent um you know the, you know the the inherent flaw in that is that you do run into you know visually you run into like all of your movies and even your tv shows looking the same or looking pretty similar whereas with whereas, I'm with, okay with, that. whereas with dc there's they're, they're a bit more filmmaker driven and a bit more adventurous in that regard so i mean you, you take what you get with either model you know, I'm okay with that because I, you know, I'm speaking to somebody who grew up with like house styles mm-hmm. of comic books where like, you know, all the comics had like a similar look, you know, that all the artists kind of had like Marvel would find a bunch of artists and they actually do that right now. Like there are a lot of artists that are all like mimicking Stuart, how do you pronounce the name? M on M M on them, and um, who else? Uh, Stuart Eminem and, and Oliver. I'm, I'm probably pronoun- I'm butchering their names. Oliver Copio. You know what I mean? You know yeah. the artist I'm talking about? Uh, uh, I so. young. Huh? I believe so. Stuart Stuart Eminem has done everything. He's done Spider Man. He's done everything. Yeah. Uh, Ol- Oliver Copio has done. He was the guy that redesigned Thor that gave him like the chainmail chainmail arm oh, okay. armor. Yeah, so like they have a look that they're looking for. And it's funny, I actually talked to somebody because they were saying how um I forgot I was talking to I think it was name was his name was um it was either two it was either Joseph Michael Linzer, who did Dawn, or Chris Batista. But one of the two saw my art and they're like, so you can either try to make your artwork they're looking for a certain type of look style right now. Yeah. So you can either try to get as close to that as you can, or you can keep doing your thing and then make a big enough name. And then it doesn't matter what your style looks like. Definitely. But I'm, you know, I'm used to house styles. So if they all look alike, they all look alike. It's all right. Yeah. They had had a distinct look. I mean, black, I mean, maybe if you actually look at it, like, I can definitely tell a Russo movie from a Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, you can they, definitely they, tell a Zack yeah. Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. The lights are off. <laughs> yeah. So, the gradient is terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, well, let me see. Justice League, he turned on the lights a little bit. No, Justice League was purely like bright and shiny and, and I was happy that they did it that way because so many 
so many comic book movies, and this was my issue with Spider-Man No Way Home, was that the final fight happened at night. And it would have been so much nicer if they had done it during the day. Um, where, you know, it's big, it's bold, and, you know, you can see the characters. Because I hate when it seems like every comic book movie, they always want to do their third act at night. Hmm. Like, think yeah. about it. Yeah. Especially, like, older comic book movies. Like, you know, remember, the last, the the, uh, the first Spider-Man movie, uh, the, the final fight was at night. What else? I mean, they're all, even the Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end of the series when he's, you know, when they're doing a big, you know, reveal of his costume and everything. It's, it's at night. It would have been nice if it was during the day. It would have been beautiful, like his costume in the in the sunlight and everything. Yeah. You know? Well, no like, way home. Kind of, well, it ended like first thing in the morning, as you saw. Like you just kind of see like the sun coming up, you know, towards the end of I it. Mean, I get it. But it would have been nice. I, I like my comic book movies during the day. Like, don't be ashamed of of being a bright, colorful. You know. That's the problem. That was a problem with a lot of older comic book movies. They were ashamed of being comic books, hmm. and so they they literally tried everything they can to kind of pull it back. And what Marvel has done is they've gone the opposite way, and they said we don't care. We're gonna make them look as close to comics as possible. And now everybody's going, oh hey, we got to do that now. You know, think about the difference in costumes from pre-Iron Man, you know, they were all like rubber and, you know, leather and they looked nothing like the books, you know? X-Men were running around with like leather chaps and stuff. (laughs) That really is an interesting point. It really had me thinking. I'm like, yo, everything was fighting at night. I don't know what it is. About Actually, I'll, tell you, I, I'll, I'll give credit. Spider, The Spider-Man movie was one of the first movies where they said, we're going to make him look just like the comics. But even then, like what they did, with, remember what they well, remember what Green Goblin looked like. He looked like a Power Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So it was baby steps, but Marvel was really the first to come out and go, we're going to get the books. We're going to make it look like the books. And you guys are going to love it. And yeah. pe- we did. And the you know, mainstream public did. Yeah. Yeah. DC is still in DC finally went, oh, hey, you know, we can make Batman in non-rubber costumes and get away with it. Unfortunately, they're going back to rubber now. So, hmm. You know, two steps forward, one step, step back. <laughs> You got, you got something? Oh, you said, do you, do you have any other top fives? You oh, you want to do another top five. Um, wait, didn't you have one for us? Oh, oh. <laughs> I did. Um, top five comic book storylines. Story Ooh. Damn. Oh, yeah, you hit it. Okay, you hit I'll be nice. I'll be nice. Payback. Top five DC and Marvel storylines. DC and Marvel storylines. Okay. So it could be a mixture of the two. All right. Damn. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to really think about that. Yeah, thing. you hit us hard. You hit us hard. That's payback. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll try and go first. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head, mm-hmm. Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, I'm looking at my comic book collection now. Oh, I see. You oh, got you. Death of Superman. Mm. I love Death of Superman. Oh, I don't so, care. I was so mad. It's pure nineties. I don't care. Uh, Nightfall. I love Nightfall. I don't care. Mm-hmm. People can judge me. That's all right. Uh, gotta look at my other stuff. Um. Hmm. I do, I did enjoy, I did enjoy, oh, I, oh, yes, oh, um, Infinite Crisis, everything that led up to Infinite Crisis, I read it over and over again, love it, that's one, two, three, four, I think I got one more, uh, man, it's hard, Yeah. probably Blackest Night. I love black. I like black. Okay, I had to like write these down. Um, I can't even put these in any particular order, so I'm gonna go. No, with don't worry about that. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Black Panther, Panthers Rage, which is what I'm currently reading right now. Uh, Don McGregor, he's okay. like so detailed in his writing. Um, I actually can't wait to have him on the show soon. Um, I actually met him. I met him at uh, was he was he at Rhode Island? Was that Rhode Island? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's a Rhode he's a Rhode Islander. So. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Black Panther's a nation under our feet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's actually the one who put me onto it, and then I just became a Tony Hsi Coates fan ever since. Up, oh, I got those books over there. Yeah, <laughs> I got everything he's written. Nice. Um, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Jim Stalin, uh, George Perez. I could have put that. I yeah. could have. Um, Donny Cates is King in Black. I I had a lot of fun with that. He so the Venom stuff is on my list of things to. I'm re, I'm waiting for the larger trades for them. Like because so what I've learned is that you know they do like the smaller trades and then yeah. they do the larger trade. Right. And then so like I get they get they get me caught buying the smaller trades and then they turn around and put out the larger trade. And then I'm like, well, I could have just waited and got the larger trade. So I'm just waiting for the larger trades. Yeah, I'm a little too I'm a little too impatient too. <laughs> um, yeah, King of Black and Batman for Long Halloween. I wasn't no, fa- I wasn't a fan of the art, but I did love the story. Really, I love Tim Sale. Yeah, I don't know. I, I love just, Tim Sale. I don't know. I know. It's it's it's. I I don't think I liked it back. I didn't think I liked it when I was younger. Right. But as I got older. I I began to get a little more appreciate. I began to appreciate a little bit more. Right. Yeah, I believe this upcoming Batman uh, movie is supposed to be based on, like, loosely based on that. Oh, Long Halloween. Yeah. They 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 pulled from Long Halloween for every Batman movie over the last since Batman Begins. Yeah, I know. Dark Pretty much every. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you're definitely right. Oh yeah. 
But you, oh, you don't got it. You only got like three. <laughs> yeah, I can only think of three uh, storylines. That's all right. Go on, give me a three. Uh, Batman's uh, Court of Owls. Uh, That's a great one. Oh yeah. Who wrote that one? Um, Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a new 50, new fifty two for DC. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman's Hush. Uh, that was really okay. good. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Doomsday Clock. I didn't get around to reading that. Um, actually, that's not true. I take that back. I have the first two books of that, the first two issues. And once again, it was one of those where I just kind of fell out of opportunity to get in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, the funny part is, and it's funny because, you know, I was just thinking of this when you, you, you know, when I said Snyder did Court of Owls. I, I said this on my podcast, but it's so weird. I had, you know, when it comes to my memory, I forget a lot, but anything comic book related gets stuck right up there. <laughs> I, I don't, if I could, if I could find a way to monetize my memory regarding comics, I would be a millionaire. We all have that one thing that we, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a fourth one. Um, Daredevil's uh, Guardian Devil. Written by Kevin Smith. I love that one. Mm. That was really good. That was, I think it was published yeah. in 98, 99. Yeah. Have you read his Bendis? The, have you read Daredevil by Bendis? Uh, oh, no, I haven't. Bendis I, has not. I'm sorry. Actually, no, actually, no. I've, I've read a couple of issues. There was one where Kingpin was Kingpin was blinded. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would read, if you like Daredevil, I would read Bendis Daredevil. Mm. I have the entire collection. I once I st- got the first one, I was like, I gotta get the rest of them. Yeah, it's it's really good Daredevil, mm. and I'm a, I'm a big Daredevil fan. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised that Bendis has not been mentioned, That's like right. at all. Yeah, I like I like I like Bendis as a writer. I think there are certain characters where he excels better than others. Like, I he does great crime stuff right mm-hmm. you know right. like like alias was good Alias is very good yeah um like i said his daredevil anything that's like closer to the ground i'm not as big a fan of his big time superhero stuff but i did enjoy his new avengers mm-hmm. uh but the but he he does great crime stuff nice yeah yeah, because a- yeah, Alias was really good. I think I'm st- I'm missing like I think what through parts three and four. Mm-hmm. I I st- I read it, but I just I just don't have it. I, I haven't bought it yet, got but it. I've read it. That's mm-hmm. on my list too. I got a long list of stuff that I got to get caught up on. <laughs> me too. Trust me, you are, you are not the you are not the only one. Um, damn. There's been some. So what are uh, what are some other titles that you would like recommend to us? That you haven't. You, uh, I know we mentioned a lot too. Like, um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you read Chuck Dixon, Scott McDaniel's Nightwing. Uh, if you haven't, great run. Um, I would definitely look into that. I'm sure you guys have read Milestone stuff, so. Yeah, I got a copy of um, Static's if first you, appearance. You know, I had it, but it was beat to hell. 
and I don't know where it is. And I, you know, I, I don't, I've never been one to care about the condition of my books, but you know, they're made to be read. So, but I do have some that I have like, that I made, you know, I got signed and I have to like put away, uh, I'm trying to think, um, I'm going to, I'm going to peek my head over here. Uh, X-Force. If you haven't read the X-Force run with oh, Jesus. Rick, Rick Reminder. Rick Reminder? Is it Reminder or Reminder? But it's the Dark Angel saga. If you haven't read that, amazing. Amazing. And I kind of fell backwards into it. I don't even remember. I just kind of saw it and said, let me pick it up. If you like lighthearted stuff, Young Justice by Peter David and Todd Nock. Okay. I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for. I mean, there's a I actually got hooked into The Spectre by John Ostrander and Tom Mandrake. Once again, can't remember anything else, but I can remember names of artists mm-hmm. uh, and writers. Uh, but yeah, that was a 90s book, and they have two volumes out now, but it's great horror. Um, it's a great horror book. Oh, it is a lot of good. There's a lot of good horror that is out right now. Um, I'm trying to get into some horror. I I I've read a few things, like I'm in the swamp. I'm doing Alan Moore's Swamp Thing right now. Right. Uh, which is good horror. Uh, if you haven't read Irredeemable by Mark Wade, pick that up. Best bad Superman book, like evil Superman book. Uh, I just started, I, I just finished Unjustice. Um, who else? Uh, I gave up on Walking Dead. Who didn't? It was just too many <laughs> volumes. It was too who many didn't? volumes. I've got like 19 volumes down there, and, it, and it's still going. So No, the uh, comic's yeah, done. The comic is actually done. The sp- yeah, I know. I just, I haven't. I, I stopped. I can't remember when I stopped, but I just oh. there's so many volumes that I just lost track, and I was just like, all right, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. Man, that's you know, there's a lot of books. It just depends on what you want. I mean, I, I, I like to go to comic book shops. You know, my wife, I'll leave, and my wife will be like, where'd you go? I'm like, I was at a comic book shop. You're gone for like an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm always in there trying to find something that I haven't read before. That's true. And, you know, or a storyline that I'd heard about, and now I want to give it a shot. Um, I'm on a big X-Men kick right now, just picking up old storylines. Like, I just picked up The Mutant Massacre, uh, X-Men Second Coming. I, I got that. I'm try, I try to co- I'm trying to complete my collection. Because I'm a completist right. by nature, but yeah, man, uh, and definitely Christopher Priest, Black Panther. Oh my God, genius! We uh, we actually, I actually interviewed uh, Christopher Priest a couple years ago at the at the last Com- uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. I gotta say, I gotta send that to you, yo. Amazing, yo. Christopher I, Priest is a true. I met him at Terrificon in Connecticut a few years ago, and. I promise you, he treated me like he's known me forever. Yep. He he's, he he said, "Hey, come sit down next to me," and 
I sat behind his booth and we chat, we chat, we chat, uh, chopped it up and we talked and, you know, he took my book and he gave me his card and, and, you know, it, it was a great experience. One of my favorite writers who yes. I didn't name, but once again, I, there's just too many. Yeah, to there's, a, yeah there's so many. I mean, like I said, Tani Hesey Coates is one. Chris Claremont, who was one that we didn't even mention. Chris Claremont. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. basically yeah. God tier. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, I will say this though. I gotta give people were copying, people have been copying from Chris Claremont for years now. Right. And Hickman is the first X Men writer that seemed to say, I'm gonna just go totally right and I'm not using almost anything that you set up. So that's how long his influence, you know, Chris Claremont's influence lasted because Hickman just started, what, a couple years ago? Right, years and ago. yeah, with the whole po- the House of X, Powers of X run. Yeah. Um, yep. All the X-Men movies were basically Claremont. The Saturday morning cartoon was Claremont. Yep. Everything. I mean, he's the father, he's the father of the X-Men, so, you know, we, yeah. uh, we, we all pay homage to him. <laughs> Everybody, everybody pays homage to him when you write X Men. You can't, yeah, you can't. It's, yeah, it's kind of mandatory. It's I mean. of, yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's mandatory. Yeah, same with Jim Starlin. When you talk about like the Marvel, um, like all their cosmic stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember, this was. I met Jim Starlin as well. Really? Jim Starlin was the nicest guy to me. He was the nicest. He sat and had dinner with me. He remembered me like a whole year later. Uh, uh, he he gave me advice. He he was just the nicest guy. I've got pictures with the man. He gave you know he literally sat. I mean, there's a whole story behind it, but he ended up having you know sitting and having dinner with me and my friends at Comic Con. You know he 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 made a point to come say hi to me. He was the nicest guy. I'm starstruck for you. (laughs) Oh, no, I was definitely starstruck. I've I've actually been very blessed to meet a lot of my artistic heroes and they not be jerks. Um, And I appreciate that. Like Ron Garney, I met, not a jerk, great guy. Uh, Rags Morales, who I love his work, uh, met him and he's been... Every time I see Rags, he he treats me like we've been friends for 30 years. Uh, He took me out to drinks where we met uh, Jim Shooter. Yeah, I've been so lucky and blessed to be able to do, to have some of the instances, you know, and and a lot of stuff, sometimes it's just happenstance and sometimes it's luck. You know, that one was Rags said, hey, meet me after at the bar. We sat and had drinks. He saw Jim Shooter, said, hey, come with me. We're going to go sit and have drinks. So, and Jim Shooter talked to me, read my, took my, you know, looked at my stuff, gave me his card. Uh, you know, he, it was, honestly, I was a starstruck, but you kind of have to play it off a little bit. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've been very blessed and lucky to have had a lot of interactions with, established comic book artists who treat me treated me like an equal when I didn't deserve it or I didn't feel like I deserved it at least. 
No, you definitely do. But um, I'm actually going to give... Uh, Give a you know give a little redeeming you know give a give a little redemption moment. I uh, see okay. when we when we met at Comic Con. Okay. There was a sl- there was a small little debate going on about um, okay. Victor's taste in two certain superhero movies, being okay. Blank Man and Media Man. Okay. Okay. So now we recently had a bet. And um, Vic lost that bet, and his punishment was to, and he actually named his punishment, to, with his own money, order, by watch and review, Blank Man and Media Man. Wow. <laughs> and you That's know what, Vic? I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so... I- yeah, so it's been, oh gosh, it's been over 20 years since I've watched both films. And and when I, and just for con- brief context, when I was a kid, I I hated both films. I hated Blank Man and Meteor Man as a kid. Um, mainly my my contention was that, you know, as, you know, as a black comic book fan, I felt that we got the short stick. Like we had, I was like, oh, oh how come we get the joke comedy characters and then you got the white audiences to get all the cool superheroes like Batman and Superman. And, and we got these jokes because, you know, that's how Hollywood thinks so little of us. And, yeah, I was on a soapbox and I didn't give the, those, the, the films their fair due. So if I fast forward to this past December where I revisit, where I wa- rewatched both films. And it was kind of like watching them for the first time since it's been so long. And, and you know what? Like, I... I actually enjoyed both films. I actually engaged with them on their on their terms. Um, I actually I actually saw that, you know, they were actually trying for they actually they actually tr- in their own way they tried to, you know, do some things that um, you don't really see too often in a lot of superhero movies or uh, ever since. Like for example, like with Blank Man and Meteor Man, I th- I thought it was really cool that they both have that Batman Adam West connection. Like how Blank mm-hmm, Man mm-hmm. and his brother they were inspired by the show, and then you had. Frank Gorshin in the in Meteor Man as was one of the main villains. Um, I really liked in Blank Man how it it had had its darker moments where it showed where Blank Man failed to save the mayor, but mm-hmm. before before mm-hmm. the mayor died, he said that you know, hey, my grandmother believed in you. Um, and, and and yeah, like uh, yeah, I thought I thought Blank Man had had some had some cool things going for it. And Meteor Man, what I liked about Meteor Man is that it had actually and Carl and I had this had this had this uh, discussion last week. How we talked about how um, inherently anti-egalitarian superhero the superhero genre is because you know it's all about the the special exceptional being or beings saving the day. But in Meteor Man, right. you had the community come together and save the day when right. Meteor Man was losing, losing his power. So as a kid, I didn't really appreciate that, um, but I I appreciated it now more uh, watching it now, even though. Meteor Man does get some points off because it features a, a creep in there. We're not we don't mention his name on the show. He's not persona non grata. You know who I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we don't we don't mention the creep and his and his role in, in the climax of the film. But aside from that, like Meteor Man actually had the community come together, and you, you don't see that too often in a lot of superhero movies too. So I give I give both films their props. They both have their place in the in the superhero canon, and also in the black cinema firmament. Um, yeah. So yeah, I. 
I, I give I give them I, I give them their props and you know I uh, I was I was wrong I was wrong to to to, to knock both films as a kid. <laughs> no, I mean listen, you know, well, for, I guess it was, for me it was like, especially when the movie came out, it was one of those like, you get what this is if this is what we gonna get, I'll take it, you know. So, but I also thought it was funny. Like I thought. Blank, I thought Blank Man specifically was hilarious. Um, and then um, Meteor Man, it was, you know, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was kind of corny, but it was what we had, you know? So, but what I liked about them is that I, I never felt that they were making fun of comic books. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are comic book movies that make fun of comic books and like ish on them. And those I don't like. I don't feel like Blank Man was making fun of the Batman, you know, the Adam West films. I thought they were homaging them and, you know, giving them love, but in a very, you know, with with all the black humor that we can muster, plus there were, like you said, there were some realistic things. Like, it was like, it's the same comic books, you know, that I loved about the part of it, you know. But also, you know, once again, if if it's a black superhero, I had love for it. Like, I remember a show called Mantis. Yeah. I loved Mantis. <laughs> oh, I can go back. I can go back. I loved Mantis. Um, anytime it was a black hero. I was like, all right, I'm here for it. Let's go. Um, except for Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. It was Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> Ever watch this, Shaq? You my boy. I love you. But I could not roll with it. Because Shaq is, Steel is one of my favorite characters. And it looked cheap. And I remember reading an article about why it looked the way it looked. And it was talking about how the studio just didn't have faith in it because it was led, you know, it was a black superhero and they basically nickel and dime them, mm-hmm. you know, out of, you know, being an actual like comic, uh, real good comic book film. So, I mean, it's not his fault. It's not Shaq's fault whatsoever, but I just could not roll with it. Couldn't do it. He is the exception. Well, Steel and Catwoman. Oh. I just I can't ride with those, and it has nothing to do with the actors involved. Uh, obviously, Halle Berry is Halle Berry, and we we will always have love for Halle Berry in my house. But, uh, <laughs> Same. Here. But you know, it just it was people not understanding comic books and not understanding what the characters. Whereas like Blank Man, you know, Blank Man and, 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 and Meteor Man, they were their own characters and they like belong to us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I listen, man, they, they actually, I think I might've just watched Blank Man a few months ago too. Mm-hmm. I can't find Meteor Man anywhere. I have to go pay for it. I, I mean, I, you just got to pay for it. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Yeah, like you can find it on the the Blu-ray on Amazon for, but it's twenty bucks. Really? No, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
I like playing Meteor Man, but I don't like it that much. Listen, but I watch people come on TV. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no argument but there. It's, I'm glad you came around. I'm glad you came around. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, you know, and you know, it, you know, and and plus, like, you know, with those two films, you know, black black superheroes on screen came a long way. I mean, I, I, I and I made this point too, like, you know, with like modern audiences, especially with, with younger younger people, they can point to Black Panther or Black Lightning or Luke Cage or even Blade for their inspirations. Back then, like when we came of age in the '90s, we it was slim, the slimmest of pickings. Like we had. Nice. We had Meteor Man, Blank Man, but we also had Shaq and Steel and Michael Jai White Spawn, which was not, which is still not good, doesn't hold up at all. Um, but but you know Michael Jai White, he tried his best, but the material just wasn't there. Yeah, but the studio, I'm not, I blame that on the studio. The studio did not want to give Tom McFarlane the movie that he really wanted to create. Honestly, I don't even blame, I don't blame anybody for Spawn. I think Spawn needed. If Spawn was made now, it would look amazing. Absolutely. I think it's just, it was, it just didn't have the, it was ahead of its time. You know what I mean? Like it just, it needed the technology of today to make it look great. Right. And then also at the time to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just like, it's like Iron Man. Like if you would have done Iron Man in 1995, it would have looked terrible. (laughs) Oof. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like, too, where it's like at that time, Spawn was like the hottest thing going on. Going on, you end up, oh, getting, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. you had the comics, you had the the figures, you had the um, you had the cartoon, which I rewatched re- in recent years. I'm like, how the hell did I watch this at 12 years old? <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I wasn't 12. How old was I? Maybe 15? Oh, you ain't that much older than us. <laughs> I don't remember no, I don't remember what year it came out in. Oh, it was about 96, 96, 97 maybe? So it was about 96, I was about 15, 16. Yeah, so then the studios wanted to capitalize on it. They, they wanted to capitalize on it, but they knew kids was, would want to watch it. All right, let's make it a PG-13. That is a rated R character. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have people like clown, B like, clown, and Billy Kincaid. Like, yeah, it's like it's, but it's also how far we've gone in that Hollywood is beginning to or understands now that not every comic book film needs to be for kids, right? Yeah, you know, like Deadpool. You know, being Deadpool being made allowed open the door. Logan, you know, those movies open the door for more mature comic books movies to be even Watchmen really um, open the door for for that. And I'm I'm glad for it. But you know, once again, Spawn was was a, ahead of its time, and it needed technology to catch up. Yeah. Actually, it needed technology and it needed, like, thought process to catch up. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, like you said, if you give it a 2021 budget and 2021 mentality, you get an amazing Spawn film, which he's trying to make. So. Yeah, I don't think that I, and yeah, I think the studios, that movie's just basically in developmental hell. 
yeah. I mean, it's tough. I, 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 I can't even imagine being in the scenario. If you told me he would be stuck in developmental hell, I would probably be frustrated. I mean, if they're still writing checks, I'm all right. But if they ain't writing <laughs> checks, you got a problem. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I feel for him. Hopefully, he gets the move. Hopefully, Ty gets the movie he want made. Made. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, that's all I got. You got anything else, Vic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any new comments that we can? No, I didn't even bring them with me. Oh, <laughs> oh, new comments. Oh, any new yeah. comments? Uh, let me see. Nick Quatrini. Oh, Nick Quatrini mentioned Dark Abel. The- the TV show that was a great show. I never watched Dark Angel. Dark Angel. Oh, with the Jessica. Yeah, that wasn't a. How about? That was Alba, a woman, yeah. right? Yeah, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica yeah. Yeah, and he also, you know, once we got into the whole Blank Man Media Man, he's like, ah, Vic's favorites. <laughs> and um, he also goes, I think the last time he said Hereditary doesn't hold a candle to either film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horror! Hereditary is it's a horror movie. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. I love Hero Carrier. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. That's the only movie. That's the only movie out of the Ariasta trilogy I gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Midsummer? No, that one I, I did see. Okay. I saw Midsummer. I saw the strange things about the Johnsons. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was his uh, short film. You can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> it's 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 got it's got it's got an extremely twisted premise. Yes. Um, yes. I'll leave it at that. Don't tell me. I'm gonna look it up. I'm yeah. Gonna look it up. Please do. I'm look it up. <laughs> and please, up. and you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna write it down. I'm writing it down right now. Yeah. It's yeah. It was his. Um. I think I believe it was his. I think it may have been his thesis film. I like, think, I feel like film. I heard of that before. Oh, I feel like I might have. Yeah. It came out like 2011. It was. About eleven years ago, yeah. It's it's Is that uh, about a woman in a in a in a bathtub. No. No, but there is a bathtub involved. Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, it, it's okay. I'll it's, look it up. Yeah, it's a it's a twisted family, uh, story. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. You said it's on YouTube. Yep, it's on YouTube. All right, I'm gonna look it up. Definitely <laughs> gonna look it up. Yeah. I love horror, so I, I'll watch any horror movie. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Any um, oh, any any horror recommendations you can you can throw at us, whether it's like a comic book or a movie show, what have you. Uh, what's the show on Netflix? Um, Black. Uh, Midnight Mass. I love that. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Me and watch. Oh that. yeah, Midnight. Go. That, I'm just not gonna say nothing else. Go watch Midnight Mass. Okay. Great, great, great. Uh, Train to Bushram. Oh, Train to Busan? Busan. Yeah. I can't, did I pronounce it? Yeah, Busan. That was That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Great one. Yeah. Uh, for comics, I recommend... Yeah. For comics, I recommend you like uh, you uh, read uh, Nice House on the Lake. Nice House on the Lake? Yeah. Okay. Uh, James, nice by on James the Tiny in the Fourth. Nice House on the Lake. Yep. You know, all of us just taking... Is that image? image? Uh, DC, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look into it. Yeah, I got homework. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kind of tend to do that. <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. But y'all give us homework as well, too, so. It's all good. And I took a ton of notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
but yeah, um, yeah. Anything, uh, anything else you you wanna you wanna add? You wanna plug or any other? I'm always gonna plug Heat Number One. Please get this it. Is the ongoing series, uh, Heat Number One, where I, the main character is dealing with police brutality. Uh, it was done during. I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna hold this up. It was done during the uh, pandemic, where all the stuff was going on, um, and this was the way I used to my uh for to 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 speak my truth or to to you know comment on the situation commentary on the situation um but yeah the main character deals with police brutality as well as how a superhero a black male superhero fits in that scenario Mm. um it's very much a labor of love it is the beginning of an ongoing series for heat uh, I'm trying to do about three to four books a year. The second issue I'm hoping to have out by April. I'm about halfway through drawing it and I just started putting color down and I'm just going to, and I'm going to be doing lettering very soon. Um, so yeah, eat visually Just look for comics. You can get it there. You can also get the original miniseries and the graphic novel the graphic novels named heat. The Black Flame, and the original graphic novel is Undeserving. Uh, the original graphic novel is the origin of the character. You meet all his friends, his family members, etc. Okay. Uh, Black Flame is him dealing with a, a family member who is has a sickness, and he's trying to figure out how to help them. And, you know, it's basically the lesson that you can have all the power in the world, but you can't help everybody. Um, I have a, a, the theme through the entire series from the mini series to the graphic novel to the ongoing series. It's always about power and what you can and can't do with it and what you should and shouldn't do with it. Uh, I, I like that theme for some reason. And, you know, it's also, you know, and what the difference is in a black man having power as opposed to anyone else you know like you just can't there's not you can't do everything you want to do and it's just themes of power and and who has it and how do you weld it what's the best way to wield it Hmm. so once again eat number one i have plenty copies plenty plenty copies but yes my baby yes support it support it because it's worth it and, I'm and thank you, you guys for, for allowing me to have a, the venue to, to to speak on it as well as to talk comics. I have, I have enjoyed this very much. So. Oh, man. The pleasure is all ours, and the door is always open. We do all types of subjects, and, yeah, we'll definitely have you back. We haven't had a good tournament in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will, yeah, like in past years, we've had, like, tournaments uh, for, like, different, uh, like, single, single elimination tournaments for, like, you know, best black movie or, like, video game uh things like that a comic book movie okay so yeah we'll all right so yeah we'll 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 cook up a a new tournament at some point uh this year all right we'll we'll definitely have just let me know oh Oh, for sure oh yeah just just hit me up and i definitely will be i'll definitely uh, get on if i can all right all All right right. sounds good and uh and also uh, since you said that your podcast is on uh same same Uh, time as ours okay Yes, this week, a Stoke podcast, uh, 8 p.m. You can go to 
a Stoke Podcast. You can literally type in search a Stoke Podcast on Facebook. And if you uh, you join the group, anybody can join. I do it every Thursday at 8. And this week I will be talking with actually Danny and uh, Morgan from Top 5 Live will be on. Uh, <laughs> it should be fun. And then every Tuesday, I don't mean to take from your, but once again, everything is recorded. So if you don't catch us, you know, here, you can always come back. But we do Top 5 Live Nation. Same thing. Go online. You can find us there. And like I said, you can find everything, every podcast, every comic, everything that I do is on visuallystoked.com. Awesome. All right. And and for us, too, you can also catch uh, all of our episodes uh, of the Code of Spring podcast. Uh, we're live uh, Tuesday nights on Facebook, Facebook Live, Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can catch all of our audio episodes on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, pretty much, uh, oh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, yeah. pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Google us. You'll, you'll, we'll come up everywhere. Yep, we're on all social media platforms, uh, Facebook. Twitter, Cortex Prime Cast, Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, so yeah, once again, uh, once again, Javon, thank you so much for you know joining us. We'll definitely have you back right. on, and hopefully, we get to collaborate. We'll have the shows, your show and our show. You know. Oh yeah, we can collab. definitely work that out. Yeah. It's gonna be that a lot of debate. I already know <laughs> there's gonna be some debates. Oh, yeah. We could definitely work that out. You guys let us know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, top five Marvel and top five Marvel and DC and why Birds of Prey is better than all of them. Anyway, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, Carl, anything else you can? Uh, uh no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm all sad. I'm actually all sad. <laughs> pick up heat. Yes. Get that heat. Yes, pick up heat and uh, yep, and also real quick shout out to our sponsor, Stoke City Hot Sauce. Yes. Use the promo code Codex, get fifteen percent off your order. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all we got for this week. So once again, thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you to everyone in the comments for chiming in. Uh, as always, we will catch y'all on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.